Wasn't that great? Isn't it awesome to be reminded of all the gifts that God uh, gives us? And I think, isn't it awesome that every one of you came with a gift? But we, if we gave everyone else a gift to talk about, we'd still have to, to keep talking about, wouldn't we? Isn't it so awesome this morning that we can be reminded of the gifts God's given us? I, um, I don't know about you, but um, when we come into a Christmas time, it's always quite exciting time of year. Sometimes it can be quite frustrating, everything's hectic. But I remember when I was a little kid, um, and I woke up one Christmas morning, and on my head in my bed was this heavy weight, and I didn't know really know what it was. It might have, I felt like it was a cat. It was almost like you couldn't kick it off. So I woke up, thought, looked at it. It was Dad's big boot sock, full of goodies. So packed, so long. I didn't actually see any of those here this morning. But I could have brought one for you. But what I had in there was all sorts of good things. And at the time, I was so excited to open it. But the funny thing is, I couldn't remember when I was thinking about this morning as I come to speak, what was actually in that. Could have been toothbrush, maybe. Favourites. Have you, any of you guys had favourites in, like, in those stockings? Kind of a classic, hey? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I was sort of thinking, at the time, those are the things I thought I needed. But now I'm thinking, if I needed those things, surely I would be able to remember those things, right? Surely. Because I'd still need them now, and I'd still know about them. What do you think we need? What is it that people most need in our lives as humans? What is it desperate? What are we desperate and long for? Who can, who can answer that? What's something we desperately need, we search for? We go to all sorts of places to find. Any answers? Danielle? You learn stuff at school? Anyone? Maybe from the crowd? Who, who, what do we desperately long for as humans? Oh, oh. Xbox 360, that wasn't the thing I was going for. <laughs> I've actually got one of those in my room. Yep. Love. Love. That's excellent. Can we give him a round of applause? Do you want to tell that man over there that it's not Xbox 360? Okay. <laughs> so it's love, isn't it? We just pretty long for love, to be accepted, to be valued, to have a part to play in something, um, and to, to be um, valued. And today I want to just focus on the love. And we could talk about ones you've spoken about, but I just want to point out the thing that we can be excited about and look at God's amazing gift of love as himself, giving him himself. And I'm going to look at three ways that we can be thankful for God's love. And the first one is God gives himself, uh, God gives his love to us uh, through the Father. Can I have the next slide up, please? Cool. So the first verse I want to look at today, to look at the first one. So it gives us his love through the Father. And this comes from 1 John 3, 1. It says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. That's some pretty cool verses, though, because right there you can see it highlighted that God has lavished his love on us by giving us the Father. And that's a demonstration of his love. I don't know about you, but when I look at, back at my father and I think of the times that I remember, I was always very proud. And I, I don't know if you aspire to be like your father, but I, just, I aspire to be like my dad. I, he was so strong. He used to tell me stories that he could lift a house from the corner when he was building it. And I believed him. I thought he must be pretty good, strong. So I, was, I aspired to be like my dad. 
And he would show me these pictures he'd build houses of, and I think, man, Dad's a craftsman. I love that. I'm proud. And as I got older, I still kept on, he kept on showing me these places that he built. And I'd always show my friends, it's like, this is my dad's, he built that. It had Jamison building on it. And I was so proud. But when we look at these verses, I can say that actually we have a heavenly father that we can be proud of and look to and say, he created the universe. He actually holds the galaxies and the whole universe in his hands. And we get to be called children of God. Isn't that a wonderful gift? Thinking about that. We might look at the buildings around here, but actually when you look up to the stars at night and, and actually think about what a fantastic father we have, holds everything in his hands, we can be grateful that he is in control and we can call him our father and we are his children. I don't know about you, but when I think of father and what that looks like, um, I think of patience. I only know that because I'm very impatient. And I was um, walking along with Isaiah Gow the other day at um, their farm and I was wondering like this, and oh, he's back there, I better, I better stop and wait for him. And I was thinking, I'm very impatient. And when I become a father one day, hopefully, I need to learn patience. But God is patient. So he's not a father that's is, is like, come on, get to this point. Are you not there yet? You know, he is patient. Um, he's caring and compassionate. You know, one of the things that I, me in all my wisdom of, of being a father, haven't been one, but I think when I'm going to be a father, when I'm going to be a father, I think that when I see a kid crying, I'm going to laugh so that maybe they start learning things that when they're crying, it's actually not that bad. You know, I had an example of, don't take the advice on board, but maybe I'll try it. But yesterday, I was at the Origin event and a kid in the sumo wrestling contest thing got smoked by this girl, which is kind of unfortunate. But anyway, he banged his head on the outside of the ground and my reaction was to laugh, to think, I must laugh to make him feel like it's going to be okay. Instead, I ran up to him and said, how many hands am I holding up? How many do you think he said? He said 10. And I said, good man, he's fine. Later on, Wick said, he said 10 hands. <laughs> Craig, he wasn't fine, okay? And I think, I think of that and I go, man, I'm not very caring and compassionate. But God is caring and compassionate, okay? Because he, I actually had two hands holding up there, and he would have been actually thinking, he wanted to go in there to laugh at me. Okay, and so God is caring and compassionate. He's approachable. He's never too busy for us, okay? He doesn't, we don't need to earn his love. He's wise and he knows best. He created the universe, and we can think of him as father and be so proud and so valued to have him as our father. And we get to be his children, and generally that means there's an inheritance coming. Not because we earned it, because he loved us and we get to be called as his children. Okay? The next one I think of is God gives his love to us through his son. Okay? So I'm going to read this. This is how God showed his love amongst us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that God, that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for for the forgiveness of our sins. Isn't that an incredible gift of love? Sending his son to die on the cross and bear the punishment that we deserved. He was a perfect human and, and he went and paid that price for us. And we start thinking about that. We realise God has lavished his love on us through the Father and then through the Son. I was thinking about that and I was thinking, who, who takes the punishment for things you do. Has anyone got siblings here? 
okay, how quick are you as a sibling to, to take the punishment for something you've done, for your sister or your sister or brother's done? Any hands? You do it? Okay. Zach, you've done it? Good man, good man. Good stuff. Not normally. So it's not normal, right? No one takes the punishment for someone. We just, generally in our world today, it's all point the finger. You know, I'm at work and everyone just like, I don't want to take responsibility, but for someone to actually say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay for that punishment for you because you can't take it. And that's what we see in God's love, sending his son, that we can be totally forgiven. Do you know last night we were at Origin and he had a little um, bottle of water, actually a tank, well, little tank, well, I say a small tub. <laughs> this guy, a jar. And um, it, was, it, had clean, it was clean, it starts representing that we were perfect in a relationship with the Lord. And then sin came and just tainted that, tarnished it, made it black. And so then we try to do good things to clean it, but we can't. So that Jesus had to send his son by dying on the cross so that he could pay that punishment and make us clean again. And then he put this cross thing as a little example and he cleaned up the water and it just went clean. Isn't that awesome? And that's just a picture. Don't get freaked out by that, but it's a picture of what God's done. And that's what we can see through these verses. He sent his son to, to die on the cross for the forgiveness so that we could have a, a right relationship with the game. And guess what? He actually says that we are righteous. We get gifted God's righteousness. Who can tell me what righteous means? Yeah. Right with God. Excellent. That means when God looks at us, he sees Jesus instead and he sees his punishment on the cross has been satisfied. He doesn't see your sin. It's when you accept that, the gift that God's given that you become right before God. Isn't that an incredible gift? Isn't that what we need? And God gives us that, that gift that we need. Isn't that so cool? I think we forget this, don't we? At Christmas time, it's, it's the fairy lights. It's everything else. But we've got to remember to remind, remind that actually we've been given a gift that surpasses our understanding, even into eternity. And that's um, the gift that God has uh, given, given to us and reached out by giving us his son. And this love, this relationship, no one can take away from us. No one can separate us from this love. The final one I, I want to look at is God gives his love through us through the Holy Spirit. So three ways, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And hope does not put, put us to shame. This is from Romans 5.5. 5, because God... Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Okay, who's got a gift that just keeps on giving? Or do you just get a gift and you're like, like favourites? They just need to just go real quickly. You open them in the family, just... Who's had one of those? Yeah. Okay. So, but what happens when you get a gift that you actually can use over and over and over again? Who likes those ones? Yeah. Okay, you put them on your wish list. But the cool thing is, with the Holy Spirit, God gives us himself through the Holy Spirit that can be in us. So he poured it into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. So this love can be inside of us. When we accept Jesus as our Saviour, he can live inside of us to help us and to nurture us, to, to make us actually um, learn more about him and to understand who he is. He is our helper. So who likes help? No one. <laughs> Great, that's all good. I love help too. Sometimes when we're struggling, we need help, right? We're humans. And you know what? God says he actually gives us his spirit to us as a helper. You know, he didn't just save us and say, 
you're good to go. I'll see you in eternity. He said, I'm going to come and be inside of you and dwell amongst you so that you can have help and so that you become, become better. And as there's still sin and, and wrong in this world, we can have the Holy Spirit to help us, to guide us, to comfort us. Who gets sad? Okay, we all get sad, don't we? We have times when we're happy, sad. The Holy Spirit is called as a comforter. So he comes along and comforts us, comforts us in our need. He points us to the promises that God's Word has and shows us that we don't have to be afraid. There's times in this world that's broken and hurt, but actually God's gift to the Holy Spirit reminds us of these promises. And just like this morning, as we're reminded, all these gifts, that's only we can only do that through the Holy Spirit. Because it's only through the Holy Spirit that we can understand who God is. Isn't that cool? So without the Holy Spirit, you wouldn't understand and know Him as God. And He challenges us because we're still in a world there's, there's corruption, there's, there's hurt, there's pain, there's sin. And He challenges us. So through the Holy Spirit, He's actually a guider. He doesn't just let us carry on. He's got rules for us to actually keep safe because He's the designer. He created things and He knows what's best. And so when we're sin in our lives, He actually confronts us. And maybe you've had that in your life. We've actually had to go say sorry to a sibling or a parent. And that's the Holy Spirit helping us to realize, actually, we need to be um, addressing this because God actually died for that. Okay, isn't that awesome that he's given us these three things that we can uh, appreciate this gift um, that he shows. And he empowers us to live honoring lives. So one day we'll be like him when we, when we go to him in glory. When this life is finished, we'll be restored. And so as this process of um, transformation is happening, it's the Holy Spirit's power in our life. And so when you think of these things, this Christmas, I, I pray that you be reminded of these three things that God's love is poured out upon us, His Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that's just, that's just one of the ways. That's just three of the ways. And you've explained some of those today as well. I want to go to a little passage quickly um, before we finish and um, you come up again. Um, let me find it. A very dear friend reminded me of this, of this other day. It says, this Paul's uh, prayer to Ephesians. He says, I pray that out of the glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit and in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have the power together with all God's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how deep um, and deep his love of Christ. And to know that this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all fullness of God. Isn't that an incredible prayer? That we'd understand. He's praying that we'd understand this love that is so wide, so deep, and we'd be understand it. Let's pray together and thank the Lord for these wonderful gifts. Heavenly Father, we thank so much, Lord, that we can be reminded of these wonderful gifts that you uh, pour out upon us. Lord, we just think of your love, Lord, that we... It's hard to understand sometimes, but we have three ways that we can remind of it. And it's your being a child of God as a father. And through your son dying on the cross and pouring out your, your, your punishment on him instead of us. And then through your spirit, Lord, helping us, guiding us, nurturing us, and comforting us in, in life's trials and tribulations. So we thank you, Lord, and pray that our Christmases will be reminded of this need that you've given us and have fully satisfied our, our deepest longing as humans. Help us to remind about this morning and also to pour out that upon others because we have been loved.
enable us as Christians who know this love to then demonstrate it to our friends, our siblings, our families, and our places that we are in daily. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>